In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Today we celebrate the Epiphany, or as our prayer book puts it, we celebrate the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. A manifestation is a revealing, or a making known. Today, Jesus makes himself known to the Gentiles. He does this as an infant, when the three wise men from the east come to worship the baby Jesus. The Epiphany is one of Jesus' first actions, which is meant to show how mission-oriented his ministry will be. From the epistle, St. Paul writes, quote, <clears throat> By revelation he made known to me the mystery, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. St. Paul goes on to say that God's inclusion of the Gentiles to partake in the promises of Christ has been in God's plan since, quote, the beginning of the ages. God has always intended to open the kingdom of heaven to all peoples of the world. This included people from countries that happened to be enemies of Israel, including the Babylonians and the Persians, people who at one point conquered and captured Israel. These nations, which scholars believe the three wise men hail from. Through the Gospels, Jesus' message was one of including others, bringing the others into the fold. We see this especially in the parable of the Good Samaritan, but we also see it in Jesus' actions as he chooses to befriend and minister to people on the fringes of society. One of Jesus' sharp criticisms against Israel was, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. Jesus' ministry was to open up the kingdom of heaven to all, including the enemy nations of the east that had once held Israel captive, and including the enemy Rome, which occupied Israel at the time of his birth. Our enemies may not be God's enemies. This is why it is so important to pray for our enemies, to will what is best for them, to love them, because it is certain that our enemies are loved by God. God has given all people an invitation to come and worship him, and thereby to come and receive everlasting life. As St. Paul says in today's epistles, in today's epistle, quote, Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, end quote, including the wise men from the east. The wise men, traditionally named Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, were likely astrologers, as they were able to see the newly created star. Because of the Babylonian exile, and because some Jews, such as Daniel, were given access to the halls of power in Babylon, it is likely the ancient prophecies of the Messiah were brought there 400 years prior. And these ancient prophecies were likely available to a certain class of learned wise men in the day of Jesus' birth. Knowing the deep significance of this newly created star, the wise men set out to find and worship the Messiah, the King of the Jews. 
If the wise men of the east knew of the birth of the Messiah, then surely the entire city of Jerusalem must be celebrating, or so they may have thought. At the time of Jesus' birth, Israel was occupied by the Roman Empire. Israel was not free nor independent. They paid taxes to Caesar, and Caesar was their ultimate political authority. Caesar appointed a man named Herod to be in power as the king of the Jews. But Herod was not the rightful king of Israel, as he was not a descendant of David. The people of Israel did not like Herod. He had proven himself to be a cruel, corrupt leader who consolidated power by corrupt practices and eventually murder of the innocent. His loyalty was to Caesar instead of to God. He believed strength lied with political power instead of with submission to God and his commandments. It is awful, but not surprising then, that the irreverent, ignorant Herod did not even notice the star and that the three wise men traveling from a foreign nation, once enemies of Jerusalem, brought news to the inhabitants of the city of the birth of their own king. St. Matthew says that when the people of Jerusalem heard of the Messiah, they were, quote, troubled. Despite this, the wise men continued on to Bethlehem and found Jesus there. They gave Jesus gifts, gold signifying his royalty, Frankincense, a type of incense used in worship, signifying Jesus' divinity, and myrrh, an ointment used in the burying of the dead, pointing to Jesus' sacrifice as the Messiah. The wise men then worshipped Jesus as their Lord, and are considered to this day by the church to be saints. Israel was chosen by God. This did not mean Israel was to be glorified above the other nations, but instead Israel was to be a light to the other nations. God made the nation of Israel to be a nation that manifested the glory of God to the world. And thus, Israel was to draw into itself the other nations into right worship of God. However, Israel, through her idolatry, was unable to manifest the glory of God because she said no to God. This no to God continues to the moment when Christ was born, where his birth is ignored by the people who were, along with Herod, troubled by the news of the wise men. On Christmas Day, Jesus came to earth as an act of obedience to the Father. Jesus' obedience to the Father was his yes to God, a yes that Israel was incapable of giving. Jesus became the Israel that God had intended for the world because Jesus manifested the glory of God and drew into himself the other nations. Through Jesus, all the nations would be gathered together as one body with Jesus as the head. Today, the revelation of Jesus to the wise men and in return, the worship of these wise men give to Jesus begins the process of Jesus gathering all nations unto himself, which will ultimately become part of the church. From Isaiah 66, It shall be that I will gather all nations in tongues, and they shall come and see my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles. On Christmas, God formed a new star in the heavens, and this star shone beyond the borders of the promised land, 
and was visible to all nations. And notably, these three wise men from the east saw the star. These wise men knew what the star meant and came to worship this new king of the Jews. These men are outsiders, not part of this nation. And yet they are among the first worshipers of Jesus and among the first saints of the church. The epiphany shows us that God means for his church to be missional. Jesus came for his creation, and Jesus longs for all people to be drawn near to him and to discover the health and everlasting life he gives. The church does not exist for its own glory, but the church exists to manifest the glory of God to the rest of the world. A faithful church is like a star that shines out of out to those who have been hurt by this world. And a faithful church is able to manifest the presence of Christ to the rest of the world. As we pray every Wednesday in the litany, quote, that it may please God to fill us with such love for one another, that all may perceive in our midst the presence of Christ and be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. This does not mean that we scream through a megaphone at passers-by that they are going to hell unless they repent. That is not the message we get from the Epiphany story. What it does mean is that we manifest the presence of Christ to those who have been put along our path by loving them and by using our spiritual gifts in service to them. We minister to others through the use of our gifts, gifts such as hospitality, teaching, exhortation, intercession, to name a few. We're better able to use our gifts to build up the church when we seek God through prayer, the Eucharist, and in our own participation in the church. Our own participation in the church and our own life of prayers also allows us to love one another better. And this is how Jesus is made manifest to the rest of the world, And the church becomes what God has always intended it to be from the beginning of the world. From Isaiah 49. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.